The following podcast contains language that may not be suitable for young listeners. Listener discretion is advised as this podcast is rated R. No ifs, ands, or buts. to another edition of Two From Hell. I'm Anthony T. Now, you may notice that I'm doing this intro solo. It is because I fired my co-host, Andrew Durant. I didn't need him anymore, so I decided, you know what? I fired him and replaced him. So, here is my new co-host, which I'll let him introduce himself. Hey, everybody. Hey everyone, it's um Zombie, Zombie Duran. <laughs> we lied. I lied. I I never just, I never fired him. <laughs> just just got a name change. So What led you to I, change your name to Zombie? I I always wanted to change I've been wanting to change my name to Zombie for a long time now and you know, I ended up just doing it. It was a super fucking big pain in the ass, and I'm glad it's done. And now I'm officially Zombie Durand. Was that a tough process to do? Believe it or not, it it really was. Um, so when I first went to the um, when I first went to the court, so you got to fill out a, a bunch of paperwork and you pay a fee. Then um, they give you a court date two months after. And the first time I went to the court date, the, uh, the judge says, I'm absolutely not going to allow that in my court without like, um, more information on why you want to change your name to zombie. So I said, okay. And, you know, then I had to center like some of my films and, uh, you know, that my horror collection, you know, a bunch of shit like that. Um, I went back a week or two later. And um, the lady goes, um, yeah, you uh, you sent the uh, the court on a learning curve, and then she uh, gave me permission for the name change. Interesting. And don't worry, I will not be changing my name <laughs> to something like Ghostface T, the Creep T, or even Michael T. I'm staying as Anthony T. I, I I thought Anthony did say he wanted to change his name to Corey Cunningham. No, Cunningham. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, there's no chance in hell of that fucking happening. 
<laughs> probably one of the worst characters in the Halloween franchise. I don't think so. <laughs> Cunningham T. I'd rather change my name to anything else but that. <laughs> I changed my name to Jason Blum before that. <laughs> I changed my name to cinematic terrorist Glenn Danzig before I do that. And if you want to hear my latest Glenn Danzig rant, listen to episode 99 of my podcast, solo podcast, because I do go on another Glenn Danzig rant because he finally resurfaced after what, a year or so? Death Rider resurfaced. Are you not excited about Death Rider? Not really. (laughs) There's a lot of red flags for that film. The fact that that film had to go to the Cannes Film Festival marketplace. This has got to be a lot of red flags. Especially for a film that was released, what, two years ago almost? Was it two years ago? Yeah, it was in theaters like two years ago. Is that hell media yet? No shit, I didn't know that. That's a red flag already. And it has horror names in it, too. You would think it'd get distribution by now. I guess not. Mm. I mean, it's it's funny that we're talking about it, because last night I watched uh, Veronica. How was that? Bear, unbearable oh, experience. It was it was an experience. <laughs> God, that was so fucking awful. That fucking piece of shit. Yeah, that was a uh, Glenn Danzig's uh, vanity project. That's all it is. <laughs> and that third act yeah. is probably the worst toyments I've seen in an anthology film ever. Maybe maybe Glenn Danzig should work with me. No, I don't think you want to learn from Glenn Danzig. You're learning <laughs> from the right people. And that's a good segue, I think, to your latest film, which yes. got a name change. It did. It's now the it Stoneville Killer. Yep. Now, how did you end up with that name change, as it was previously called the local boogeyman? Uh, we ran, we ran into some trouble with the, uh, the name and, you know, just to, uh, you know, do the, do the right thing and, you know, fix everything up. We just did a name change. It was that simple. You can go, go into this if you want, but you don't have to yeah. answer this. What was the nightmarish pre-production experience like um i don't really want to get into that um but it was scumbags scumbags that that's it okay but did it improve you as a filmmaker that you learned that lesson yeah a hundred percent um when i first started doing this film I, i i so every film that i direct i do myself and, you know, letting my guard down and letting other people take uh, so much control of your project, but just like blinding you by bullshit and nonsense. Um, 
it won't happen to me again, never again. I learned my lesson. And then um, I showed you a lot of um, because, you know, you know, if anybody don't know, Anthony is one of my really good friends. And I showed him a lot of behind the scenes stuff. And this movie, what we filmed this weekend would not have been this fucking good with the cast that we had. There's no fucking way. I can attest to that. Considering you also had a name involved with it, too. Yeah, uh, uh, Drew Pizzo from uh, the director of Backroads. Whose film you can find on Scream Team Releasing's official website. Yep. Uh, you have to get it on Scream Team because um, it was banned everywhere else. That's how extreme that film is. Right. It is an extreme film. And when I saw some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, this looks like it's going to be an extreme short film. Absolutely extreme. I mean, you know, from, you know, just look at the stuff that I showed you the other night, dude. I mean, like, when you've seen that stuff, even you, you know, Anthony's like, um, he's a big film guy, so like, he, he lets you know exactly how it is. He don't sugarcoat stuff, and when I showed him them pictures, he was fucking kind of blown away. Yeah, because this looked like Terrifier 2 level stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it, it's fucking very gory. It's, it, it's, <laughs> this is gonna be hard for some people to watch. Like I said, I was telling, um, like I was telling you before we started the show, um, the first night when we were filming, we had our own private location for the, uh, inside scenes and everything. Um, the cops, we, we thought for sure the cops are gonna come and try to shut us down. It was, just we had the whole neighborhood in shackles they were shook they were absolutely frightened by like the stuff they heard and stuff and it was crazy that's when you can tell you're making a very disturbing movie right there yeah where you got people around the neighborhood very scared um not to um i don't want to you know give away you know, much stuff, but, uh, Anthony, I did show you a certain gag that we worked on, and what was the comment that you gave me? Are you kidding? I think it was something like, are you, that is just so extreme. That's like maybe yeah. like N, almost NC-17 level. There you go. Yeah. So, you know, that's just, you know, what, you know, everybody's going to get prepared for when they see this short. Yeah, it's, I honestly think it's gonna look like your best short yet. And I'm oh, not 100%. sugar, I'm not sugarcoating it. No, yeah, 100%. It's gonna be better than the other shorts that you've put out so far. Um, just the, just the amount of, um, the acting experience on the set was, um, top notch, really top notch, um, phenomenal actors. And then when you get to like the, uh, the FX, the blood, the gore, the, the, the brutalness, the atmosphere of this film, it's it's just going to really blow you away. Now, speaking of your cast, what was it like trying to find a cast on the fly? Um, difficult, but I, so I want to, I want to, I want to speak on, um, the actor, uh, his name is Billy. He played, um, the sheriff in my film. Phenomenal guy. He fucking did amazing. Um, 
he he messaged me last night in the in the cast chat and he was like um dude like you made me fall in love with horror movies and that was just fucking awesome um but getting the cast was um it wasn't the hardest thing man i i put out a couple casting posts and shit tons of people wrote back to me and uh I, I linked up with the people that I did, uh, John, Victoria, Billy, um, great, great fucking people. Um, I really, I really, I really like, can't believe that everything just, you know, from the big setback that it was supposed to be, um, we, we, we I think we're gonna, sh- we're, we're not, we're 100% gonna shock the fucking world with this one. Yeah, because when you, told me about also the lighting too yeah it's like for, for a minute i thought you rented all that stuff no yeah that, that was my uh director of photographer's gear that's kind of surprised me there because one of the most important things you need in a film is lighting besides the audio you need lighting I, it was it was real funny so I, I, i'll throw you this little easter egg and you can um, do what you want with it so we had so much, like, we had, like, this amazing fog going on set. I, and yeah, the, and I think I've seen that. You sent me a video of that, too. Yeah, and with the with the lightings, dude, it looked absolutely fucking phenomenal. And it, it was just so fucking awesome. And, like, um, the, the, uh, one of my uh, cast uh, members turned, he's like, dude, this is, like, unbelievable. This looks like, you know you know, almost like a Hollywood movie set, but it's a low-budget horror film. Yeah, it's just... I couldn't believe when I saw, I think, that and the lighting rig. <laughs> the because... lighting was... The lighting was absolutely unbelievable. Drew fucking killed it with the lighting. I couldn't believe it, dude. Now, what lessons did you learn from Drew? Because he's made a feature... In this vein, yeah, I, I, I so it, it was awesome working with you. Drew's such a fucking cool guy. Um, you know, I got to because uh, I got to work so close with him. I got to like you know pick his brain a little bit, and um, I learned a lot of stuff off of him. A lot of stuff. So this is more like a film school to you too. It, it was like yeah, so like I was directing and learning, so it was like a little bit of both. And I, I told Drew, I was like, hey, like, I'm learning a lot from you. And he's like, you know, he was just like, yeah, man, just, you know, you know, get what you can. So. So now it's off to the editing stage. Off to the editing stage. It should be, you know, should be starting editing soon. It's, um, everybody's taking a little break now. We, we filmed, uh, we filmed two days, 18 hours, which was, um, great nice smooth uh shooting schedules fucking amazing um yeah now it's off to editing and then um we're gonna do a rhode island premiere once we get the film and everything all squared away obviously yeah yeah once it's after after editing and um it's all done we'll do a, a rhode island premiere like sometime later this year we'll keep an eye out for that obviously yes. All right, let's move on to another big topic that just broke recently. Terrifier 3 
will not be needing Indiegogo, I don't think. No, no. Which is good. Yeah. As Cineverse Bloody Disgusting and Screenbox acquired the rights to Terrifier 3, and they're giving it a wide theatrical release. Nice. Congratulations to those guys. That's super fucking awesome. My joy, like, dropped when I saw this news drop a couple of... About an hour ago, as of recording. Yeah. Because I figured this would probably get shot through maybe outside investors. You know the deal. But it appears that they're already selling the rights to it, which is a very good thing. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I am... um I'm excited for it, man. I think it's going to be good stuff. It's going to allow for this film to at least get done faster. We don't have to wait 10 million years for the sequel. <laughs> yep, that's true. Because it's like, nope. we were like waiting 10 million years for somebody to put it out in theaters. And we finally got it. Yeah, you know, maybe if we're lucky enough and they start filming this year, uh, we'll get it uh, next year. That's what, according to, I believe this article says, too. Yeah, yeah. That there is a release plan. I'm going through that right now. But still, it's going to pick off where Terrified 2 left off. Obviously. Yeah, I just say the film is scheduled to have a wide theatrical release next year. By its exclusive debut on Cine versus streaming service Screenbox. Yeah. So it's going to hit theaters and hit Screenbox. And they've done a lot of good stuff lately, Screenbox. I'll talk yes. more about that later on at the end. Yeah. But I really think, to me, Screenbox is really starting to catch up with Shudder. Yeah, um, I uh, I still want to check if Screenbox is like available for like uh, download on Xbox or a smart TV or not. Uh, Amazon Prime, you can get through Amazon Prime. Oh, you can. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they got a lot of great stuff there. I know. I, I remember you told me about Screenbox. Like they had, they just had like a Robert England documentary. Yeah. Yeah, which I'll talk more about later on. Yeah. But it's like they're getting a lot of stuff, and they're starting to become a player and giving Shutter some competition, which is needed. Yes, yes. Considering Shutter has two of the worst films of the year so far on my list. What films are those? Uh, Concentration's one of them. Which is a religious horror film and right. Spoonful of Sugar, which is like this psychological thriller where all the characters are hateable. It was just a mess. Shutter, Screenbox also has one too, but Shudder has two and they're probably going to have three probably by early July. 
Because that's when the next Chill in the Corn remake comes out on Shudder this month. Oh, no shit. At the end of the month, meaning it's probably going to suck. Yeah. I don't have any expectations for that film at all. Mm. I'm predicting that would probably take over Concentration as the worst film. Consecration, sorry. As the worst film of the year. Gotcha. I don't know why I said concentration, but consecration. But still, Shadow's got to come up with some good stuff. Please, give me something to talk about. They did, they did come out with a good film recently. I'll give them that. What's Hugh that? Se- Hugh Sarah, The Bone Woman. You probably wouldn't like it because it's more of an art house foreign film. Gotcha. From Mexico. Gotcha. But that, I had to see the movie because it was, it had like 99% on Rotten Tomato from critics. Huh. So it had to be checked out. And that was such a good film, I have to admit. It's, it just amazes me. As I'm checking my list right now, Screenbox has, actually they're, Kind of tied pretty much Screenbox and Shutter in my top ten list. With Shutter having the slight edge as of now. Yeah. But still, there's been some good horror this year. Dude, um, and I only think this year has, uh, you know, the ceiling to grow, so. Yeah. I'll talk more about Screenbox again at the end, because they also had another good film recently got released onto Screenbox. Yeah. Which I'll talk about. Let's start, move on to films, starting with Evil Dead Rise. Evil Dead Rise is fucking phenomenal. I love that movie, dude. Yeah, it's just, that was such a really great film. I think it's my favorite horror film so far this year. And I've seen over 40... Plus films, almost 45 films this year so far. And that's the, the only, best film. The only thing I didn't like about it was the, uh, when all the, uh, you know, spoiler alert, um, when all the, uh, you know, they all formed together to create that big creature. I thought that was a little like. I kind of liked it. I liked the body horror aspect of it as well because I thought it was different. Yeah. You gotta be different here. You can't do the Evil Dead 10 million times in the same form, which you've been doing for like the last 20 years, pretty much. Ash fighting zombies or zombies just going after people. Mm. I kind of like the fact it went a different route with the body horror element. The film also had really great performances from Lily Williams and Alyssa Sutherland. I like the fact that it had a nice change of scenery as well with the apartment yeah, I, building. I, I, I even liked where they found the, uh, the, the book. I thought that was really cool. It had some really good scenes, including a blood-soaked elevator scene, which probably had to be Kubrick-inspired. Oh, yeah. Or the final fight in the end, which is very good. 
And this is coming from a guy who directed an indie horror film last time up, so. That's Ooh. really good. Um. Lee Cronin directed the film. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I thought, like, it was fucking great. Uh, uh, Alyssa Sutherland's performance was fucking amazing. Yeah, both ladies are great in that film. They really helped drive the acting in this film. And it also yeah. had a good backstory to it as well. I like the fact it focused on the sisters in their relationship, too, before all the chaos. Because it really added something to the film instead of being just another Evil Dead film. Which it could have been another Evil Dead film where a bunch of people go out to the woods and have another night of chaos. Oh yeah, and I even liked, uh, I, I liked a lot how the movie started. Yeah. And the way it ended too. Yeah. It, go, it went full circle. Yeah. I like that nice twist at the end. That she was the one walking out of the apartment building, yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, smart. That was a smart move to end this film, like you're going in a w complete 180. Yeah, that was really fucking cool. It made it an interesting film. I like when screenplays do this. They don't give you the same rehashed material. We finally get back to the woods at the end. Because the end of the film is the beginning of the film. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. Super fucking awesome that there was some, there was some really good lines of dialogue in that movie that stood out. Yeah. This is by far my favorite horror film of the year. It did beat yeah. out Scream 6. Yeah, it was fucking phenomenal. Actually, there's two films that beat out Scream 6. Yeah. I also, what was the second film? Infinity Pool. Oh, Infinity Pool, which I haven't seen yet. Mia Goth is great in this film. It's one of those psychological horror films, but Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård are excellent in this film. It's definitely worth checking out. For Mia Goth's performance. Did, did you, did you, um, did you see Renfield? Yes, I did. I actually picked it up too. Fucking amazing movie. Yes, Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage. Now, when I first, when I, when I, when I was, um, when I rented it, I rented it, um, and I was like, uh, I hope, like, I, I was excited to see it the whole time. I'm like, oh, I hope it didn't get, like, uh, I hope I didn't personally overhype it because, you know, I love Universal Ahara. So Dracula, I was like, this is really cool. So, and when I seen it, dude, it was fucking phenomenal. Like, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, it is. Fucking amazing. I like how it also plays well as a comedy as well. It really does, yeah. Because I think the humor in this film was very good as well fucking such a great movie 
Nicholas Cage was great. Nicholas Hoyt was great. Aquafina was great. Yes. Yes. Yes, she was. They were all. Yeah, they were all. That. That's. That's one thing too. You know, as being a, a filmmaker, like when your whole cast is, you know, working off each other and they're great. Oh my goodness, are you going to get a good film? Yeah, it's like you could even see it in the chemistry of those three actors. Yeah. Whether it's Nicholas Hoyt and Nicholas Cage, whether it's Nicholas Hoyt or Aquafina, whether it's Aquafina or Nicholas Cage, there wasn't a dull moment in this film when two of those actors were on screen with each other. Yeah, fucking pure amazing. And the thing that really would have hurt it was, would the comedy aspects hurt this film? It didn't. No, it, it made it better. And I, and this one thing I love, the best thing I love about that film was the, the sign on the wall of the police station. We don't solve crimes till overtime. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. It's like, I laughed out loud so loud for that one. It's like, just, like I said, man, everything was great. The gore was really good, too. Yeah. It really was gory. Yeah. I was, was surprised. Yeah. They even let up on that. Yeah, they, it was fucking good. It's just a credit to the direction of this film. It was based on a screen story by Robert Kurtzman, which also helped, too, from Walking yeah. Dead for fame. Yeah. It is a very good film. I kind of regret not watching this film in theaters. Yeah, me too. If it wasn't, I think it got released at the wrong time. We had all these horror movies out. You had, like, Scream 6... You had the Adam Driver film, I think 65, I'm not sure. You also had the Pope's Exorcist as well, that didn't help the film. Which I didn't didn't see that yet. And I was right, it was 65. Yeah. It's like, that was the problem with that film. I don't think Universal put enough effort into marketing this film. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they were like maybe scared, but I, what would they be scared? That it was really good. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, sometimes you just gotta have you know faith, man. Yeah, it's That's not any, any. It's probably gonna have a following on home media. That's for sure. I don't see why not. Yeah, yeah, I don't see why not either. Because this is one of those films where I could see having a following ten years from now. 100%. Because the way Nicolas Cage plays Dracula, the way Nicolas Hoyt becomes a superhero, it was such a different take on the Dracula and Renfield tale. Oh, yeah. That it was just so good. It was one of those films I really wish I could put higher on my list. But, again, 
with me and my seriousness of films, it kind of gets lost a little bit when you're thinking top five films. Because there have been a lot of good films so far, and we're almost at the halfway mark. Yeah, we haven't even hit summer yet, so, I mean, we still got a lot of time. Yeah, we still have a lot of time between now and the end of the year. Yep. Hopefully this doesn't mean all the films start sucking. I hope I hope not. I really hope not. Because not I'm not going to be happy. It's going to probably be a tough list trying to whittle it down to ten. As I go through it last minute, saying, oh, which film should I put in my top ten? Uh, maybe I overlooked a film. Maybe not. It's going to be so tough to whittle down a top ten list this year, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of almost, almost tough every year. I, I just, I love everything, man. I mean, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe yeah, I, you don't I, love Glendy and Six Veronica. Yeah, that movie was awesome. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> I told you that film sucked. Mm. You didn't listen to me. I had to watch it, and like, that's what I wanted to do. I was like, so burnt out from filming, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to watch this tonight, and that's going to be it. That probably was not a good idea. <laughs> oh, it's fucking miserable. Well, for, well, I think Glenn Danzig made everything miserable in that film. As he was making a movie for one person. Glenn Danzig. Yep. Cinematic terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh. fucking... I can't wait to see Night Rider. <laughs> I can't wait to see Death Rider and see how he screws up the vampire yeah, genre. Yeah, Death I call it Night Rider. Jesus Christ. Death Rider. Death in the House Rider. of Vampires. So, what have you been watching lately? Anything good? Oh, I've been watching a ton of stuff. Now, oh. did you know Spider-1 had a new film out? I did not. Bury the Bride. Okay. Now, this is a vampire film that's on Tubi. All right. I didn't even notice until I started seeing people post- posting it on my Letterboxd account. So I touched the thing, and oh, look, it's Spider-1. Huh. And I find out it's on Tubi. Oh. Why is it on Tubi? I hate Tubi! I really hate that service! Yeah. Because I hate commercials! I fucking hate commercials, too. I wish Tubi would, like, you know, do a pay thing. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, that would be nice. Seriously. Maybe for, like, $4.99 or $7.99 a month. Would be nice. Yeah, even, like, you know, $4.99 is fine. But Spider-Man did release a film in 2023 hmm. that flew completely under the radar. And yeah, I would have never knew about it if it wasn't for Letterboxd. I thought he just, he only released the um the movie that he did, like, what was it, a, a last year? Yeah, Allegoria. Allegoria, yeah. 
This is a much better film than Allegoria. Huh. And I, I liked Allegoria. I thought it was good. It looks good, yeah. But I think it showed he improved as a director with this film, Bury the Bride. Good. It's about bachelorette party that gets deadly when one the bloodthirsty fiancé and his friends show up to crash the party. So that means vampires. Ooh. It has Chrissy Fox and Scout Taylor Compton in it. No shit. And it's on Tubi. When did this come out? I have no clue. I have to believe a couple months ago. And I never knew about this film until I clicked on the poster on my Letterboxd account. Is the poster, it said it has a house in the back with a hand? Yes. That's it, yes. That's the film. So, did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. I just told you I liked it. Oh. I told you it's an improvement from Allegoria. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You did say that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, it, was there, like, was there good gore in it? Like, yeah, there's good gore in it. Is, is there, like, creatures, or is it, Vampires. Like, you know, uh, but, like, I know they're vampires, but, like, uh, do they look like human vampires, or... Mostly human vampires. Alright. They turn a little creature-esque, too. Alright. It's worth checking out. Okay. Staying on the subject of vampires... I also caught a film called Subspecies 5 Blood Rise on Screenbox. Great film. Probably the best subspecies film since the first one. Now, this is from Full Moon Features. If people don't know who Full Moon Features is, they're pretty much trauma without all the fanfare. Sure, you'll see their figurehead Charles Band come out talk about the films but he's not like over the top he's more talking seriously like an introduction a serious introduction compared to Lloyd Kaufman you know what I'm saying yep now his company released that film it's pretty much their first full length film in years because lately they've been doing films that have been running 50 to 60 minutes. This one lasted the traditional 80 minutes, like in the good old days of Full Moon Features. Very gothic. The cast was good. They brought back the mainstays from the subspecies franchise. Definitely worth checking out. I've already talked about Hussara the Bone Woman. Yeah. I also saw Death Metal, which is a supernatural slasher film. Yeah. Which is fun. A fun film. Has good acting, good gore, entertaining. Had a good time with it. And I, of course, saw the Robert England documentary Hollywood Dreams and Nightmares. The Robert England story. 
How was that? That was great. It covers his whole career. It covers from when he begins his career, from back in the day before horror, to V, to the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, to all the direct-to-horror video movies he's done over the years. It covered everything. Even his film 976 Evil. It covers a lot of his career. It's definitely worth checking out. It's a great documentary on Robert England. Yep. It's up there with Kane Hodder's documentary. It's probably one of the best horror documentaries I've seen. No, no shit. It gives you the whole career retrospective. So yeah, just as, just as good as is is, is Kane's doc. I would probably put Kane stock a little higher, but this is just as good because it also covers his backstory too before he was an actor and everything. So you got the full picture, and yeah, I was shit. left wanting more at the end. And this was like a two-hour doc, over two-hour documentary, as it clocked in like two hours fourteen minutes. No shit. It left me wanting more. Yeah, that that that's when when you know a doc's good, it leaves you just you know, I need more, I need more. Yeah, and that did that. Now I now I wish they would do one for Bruce Campbell. I that would be a good one. That would be a fantastic. Tony one. Todd would be a fantastic one too. Yes. Trying to think who else probably Jamie Lee Curtis if she's ever willing to do one that yeah, would be Jamie, a great one Jamie should do one um I think Bruce Campbell should get one that's that's a real good one yeah at least Bruce Campbell and Tony Todd yeah at least those two because they're very important to the horror genre 100% because Bruce Campbell with the Evil Dead series and Tony Todd with the Candyman and Final Destination series. Yeah. So, I hope those two eventually get a documentary. Yeah, I'd like to get, I'd like to, my, my, um, my dream docu would be a, a Rob Zombie documentary. That would be a good documentary, but we're, he's still in his career though. Yeah, that's right, he's still doing the shit. You want someone who's like near the end. Maybe Doug Bradley as well. Yeah, that would have been a good one. That's a good, that's like a good, uh, you know, exclusive to like Shudder or, uh, whatever. Or Malcolm McDowell as well. That would be another one too. Yeah. I can go on and on saying how many people deserve documentaries. Oh yeah, I know. Um, yeah, so to, um, to wrap this episode up, I just want to say um, we apologize that we've been MIA for a little bit. Um, it's 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 been fucking crazy. Um, it, it's just been absolutely fucking crazy. Uh, things are looking like they're they're moving a little smoother now and more normal. So I'm glad we got to do this episode, and I think we're gonna be we're gonna be back um regular monthly now. 
Yes, hopefully we'll be back monthly Janu- with July next. July, July, yeah. Which yeah we gotta gotta think of a topic. Maybe favorite films so far. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll do something cool for uh, for July. Yeah, favorite films maybe or whatever. Yeah, I like favorite films is a good one. Um, before before we wrap up, I'd like to. Uh, Give everybody a little, uh, little, uh, spoiler. Uh, next year, fall 2024, filming another short. And, um, yeah, so I'm gonna say right now, it's gonna be fucking wild again. Okay, so. That's all you're telling us now. That, that that's all you get. Stay tuned. That's it, man. Well, with that note, see ya. Later. This has been a Film Arcade Media Production.